Jordan Walsh scored his first NBA points, but that's not what I liked about his game against Memphis. Plus, trade rumors and why Jalen Brown should not participate in the dunk contest. All right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it is your team every day and I've got you covered every single day with a free, fresh podcast that's dropped directly to your device every Monday through Friday plus bonus podcasts when they play on weekends. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts. Watch the show on YouTube, hop into the comment section, let me know. Become an everydayer. Join me every day. Come say hi to me at the garden, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm John Corrales, by the way. If you don't know me, I'm, you know, used to play ball a long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and for you because you are the ones, you're the consumer. So I'm doing this all for you. Later on, we'll get into Jalen Brown, who is apparently considering the dunk contest, why I think that's a bad idea. Uh, The second segment, we'll get into trade rumors, names that keep popping up that I don't know why people ignore actual facts when these names come up, Uh, but hey, we'll, you know, I'll do what I do, which is pour cold water on things and, you know, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to do it. It's at the, uh, I'll do that in the second segment. I'm going to start this show. First of all, I'm going to start the show by telling you that it's brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your best, if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. First topic, Jordan Walsh versus the Memphis Grizzlies, which I didn't talk about in yesterday's show. A little bit of an oversight, but this gives me the opportunity to actually talk a little bit more about a guy that a lot of people are excited about. Uh, I know that he's valued in the Boston Celtics organization. Uh, They think highly of him. They think highly of the work that he's doing. And he's having a, a decent season there for the main Celtics. He's doing okay. He's progressing. He's learning. This is great. And uh, some of the people who comment about him, and it's it's a, a thought that's out there. It's, you know, some some anger, some people who are upset that he's not getting run against NBA competition, which I don't think he's ready for yet. I just don't think he's ready for that on a consistent basis. Get a couple of tastes of it in garbage time. Get run in practices with the Celtics. Don't think he's not getting opportunities to play against the Celtics. Like you're saying, if you're one of those people, hey, he should be getting run against NBA competition. And you don't think that in practices, he's not going up and trying to guard Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum from time to time. Like who who better is he going to guard than guys who play for the best team in the NBA? Like he's he's getting some opportunities to go up against them. They don't run full court, but they do drills. He is guarding guys. He is learning little tricks from them. So there's some level of playing up against 
NBA-level competition. So don't think just because he's not playing in a game against the Charlotte Hornets or against the Atlanta Hawks that he's not getting NBA reps. He's getting it in practices. He's getting it against guys on his own team. So that is valuable. But the big thing is that he scored his first NBA points against the Memphis Grizzlies. He got the dunk up the right side. Uh, he's, he talked about it. He's like, I, you know, I've been taught to kind of run to the corner in transition, but I didn't see anybody in front of me. So I just kept on going down, down the lane there and I got the ball and no one stepped in front of me. So I just dunked it and good, good for you. That's, I like that getting, getting down the floor and it was a three on two break, finishing it with a dunk. That's good old fashioned classic basketball. But the thing that I loved, well, I mean, okay. I love two things. I love the fact that he got that basketball and clutched it and was just like, mine, mine. Nobody, nobody's ripping this away. No LeBron. Everybody's making the LeBron drinks. No LeBron coming in to rip this away. I'm sorry, uh, Giannis. No Giannis to come in and and rip this away for me. None of that. He just held on to that ball. So uh that was fun. And he's clutching it in the middle of the uh uh post-game interview. So that was fun. I like that. But the other thing that I liked was he didn't force another opportunity to score. And it felt like if there was ever a chance for a guy in his position to be like, hey, man, I'm going to cook. This is this is my time. I've got four and a half, five minutes. Or what is it? Three and a half minutes that he checked in, actually. We had three and a half minutes of basketball. Let me see however long it was. Let me see how I can do. Let me get let me get some shots up. But that's not what he's here for. And I was incredibly impressed that he was looking to make the right play. When I asked Joe Mazzulla about that, he his face kind of like lit up a little bit. He's like, yeah, like I like that. He, he mentioned his defense. He was in position defensively. Like he was in good position. That's how he's going to have to make his, his bones here. He's gonna, that's how he's going to get minutes when he is ready to play in the NBA. He's got to get stronger. He's got to learn some of the tricks, but I think his just, his head is in the right place. He didn't take this garbage time and say, watch me cook. Let me see if I can get to 10 points. How many points can I score? He was, this is what I'm told to do. I'm told to defend. I'm told to be in these spots. This is my time to come out and show the coach that I understand the assignment. And he showed the coach exactly that. He came out and didn't force anything. He drove when they closed in on him. He didn't force it. He kicked it. And sometimes I think he let, once it led to an assist, he got, I think, a secondary assist in there somewhere. But he didn't he didn't force his shot at all. And I think as a coach, that's that's so very notable because of all those temptations that I talked about. And to have a guy that you know, you understand, gets it. He gets what he's asked to do. He had even in an opportunity where no one would have looked at him funny for trying to score or uh, go for his own a little bit. He just said, Nope, I'm making the right play. I'm going to go out there and do what I'm supposed to do. And I was just like, 
when I saw him doing that, I'm like, man, I, I instantly, I'm like, I love this kid's mentality. He's so, he it's, is exactly what this, this team needs. You need a guy like him, a grinder, a guy who understands his role, who's going to go out and do the dirty work, man, that is going to be a valuable guy in the next few years. So not this year. I'm not forcing it. I'm not pushing it. He's, he's got plenty of time. I think he's, his head is in the right place. He's focusing on the right things. Everybody's talking about how hard a worker he is with the focus, with the desire, with the coaching. It's, it's a recipe for success. And I hope that that success is in Boston because they're going to need guys like him. They're going to be very, very expensive. This is a very expensive team that, as I'm about to tell you, is going to be extraordinarily limited in what it can do moving forward. Like this trade deadline that I'm about to talk about is their last chance to do anything. And even that, I don't even know if that's going to happen for them. So they're going to need Jordan Walsh and players like Jordan Walsh to be cheap and effective. So good to see him get the get what's what he was supposed to do. Good to see how he performed and uh excited for him in his development because he he really 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 impressed me. So all of that stuff about the trade deadline in their future, let's talk about that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. It's the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And it's because you, new user, on Super Bowl Sunday, it's coming up here. You can have some fun placing your bets. You place a $5 bet and win. You get $200 in bonus bets if you sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring uh, a a winning bet, uh, a winning seat on the couch, some winning snacks. That's what the Super Bowl is all about. It's three things. You watch commercials, you watch the football, you watch your uh, diet go out the window, and you watch your money grow by hitting some of these great bets, like who's going to score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, all of these fun prop bets. You can have it all there with you at FanDuel dot com slash locked on sign up there get your 200 bucks in bonus bets when that first five dollar bet wins make every moment more with FanDuel an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and as always use the tools that FanDuel has there for you because this can be fun this can be a fun little way to spend a little bit of your disposable income set your limits set your budgets use the tools that FanDuel gives you so you can gamble responsibly Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. The NBA trade deadline right around the corner Thursday. So Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is your place for the live reaction Thursday at 1 o'clock. Subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Basketball on YouTube so you don't miss Josh Lloyd breaking down every NBA trade with analysis and insight you can only get from the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And obviously, if the Celtics do anything, I will have reaction here. Um, so obviously, if you're new to this show, stay, subscribe, get subscribed, get on this. Because I will, I'll do uh, shorts. I will have a quick reaction. The thing's at 3 o'clock. So if I have to do a bonus podcast, I will do it as soon as I can in the middle of that trade deadline chaos. So I will put out content here 
as well. Uh, I don't know if the Celtics are going to do anything. We know that the Celtics have very limited options, right? I've talked about this with um, with Keith uh, last week. So if you haven't seen the Keith Smith episode, go check that out. But basically, I'm going to run down some of that same stuff. The Celtics have a $6.2 million traded player exception. That's uh, $6.2 million is not a lot to spend. They have, uh, obviously, players. They have the uh, Peyton Pritchard. There's a little bit of a thing with Peyton Pritchard's contract. It's a poison pill because he got the extension. Basically, the short version is be, the the team that trades for him is using the average of all remaining years of the salary. The Celtics use his current salary as what they're matching in salary, which throws a little wrench in things, right? And it's complicated CBA crap that you don't care about, but it makes the deal either work or not. And in some of these deals, it can be a stumbling block. And very important as we get into Kelly Olynyk as one of the trade rumors, Kelly Olynyk is one of the guys that keeps coming up. Celtics are interested in Kelly Olynyk. Of course, he'd be a great third big. Uh, you can go double big with him. You can have him play instead of Al Horford on a back-to-back and not really lose a whole lot offensively. Uh, you can, he'd, he'd be great. He'd be, he'd be a very nice addition, but he makes $12.2 million. And that's a very difficult number for the Celtics to match without trading Al Horford himself, who makes $10 million this year. And after that, it's Peyton Pritchard and stacking a bunch of salaries. And the point I was about to make right there was you can't just say, sure, let's just give them Peyton and Luke and, uh, Lamar Stevens and um, who else? Shvi Mikhailuk and one other guy. You can you can go five for one. You can stack up all these. No, you can't stack them all up. Even though you plug them into the trade machine, it works. Can't do that because the Jazz have to have four open roster spots. They're trading Kelly Olynyk and one comes back, so that's one. And then the other five, the other four guys in that five for one trade have to fit into open roster spots. And if they don't have the open roster spots, they have to create them by waiving players. And if they waive players, then that that becomes a little bit problematic for them. You, you don't want to have to waive guys. And, okay, maybe they can, they can send somebody else. Well, then the Celtics have to send somebody else. And if the Celtics make that trade, then they have 10 players, right? Five for one. Well, you got 14 guys on the roster. You send out five, that's nine. You get one back, that's 10. You're supposed to have 13. So now the Celtics have to sign three guys. All right, what are you going to do? You're going to upgrade J.D. Davison and Namayash Keita? Is that is that how you do it? Do you just sign a bunch of 10-day guys and hopefully you can find somebody on the buyout market to fill a spot? It just seems like a lot. And honestly, you're jumping through a ton of hoops for Kelly Olynyk. Who's good, but you're jumping through a ton of hoops, a ton for Kelly Olynyk. It's just too complicated. You can try to get other players involved. I mean, other teams involved. That makes it even more complicated because all of those teams need to get some sort of compensation. You'd be like, oh, you want to? Can you take Shri Mikhailik for us? Yeah, sure. Here's a second round pick and some cash. Uh, it, it's it just gets difficult. Now, he makes less than the mid-level exception, which means Boston would be allowed to sign him if he gets bought out. 
That's possible. I would think if they want Kelly Olynyk and he gets bought out, that would be a way to do it. Maybe the Celtics do something with uh, a Chris Dunn trade and offer a little something sweet in the Chris Dunn deal where uh, that encourages a buyout of Kelly Olynyk with the wink, wink, uh, hey, Kelly's going to sign with Boston once he gets bought out and clears waivers. Maybe that's something. You know, that's a highly illegal move. <laughs> that cannot, let me stress, if the league found out about that, that would be a very highly illegal move. It would be negated. People would get in trouble. Somebody might lose a job over it because you can't do that. But I'm not saying highly illegal things don't happen all the time in the NBA either. So Kelly Olenek is one of the rumors. I just, it's so improbable. It's technically possible, but so highly improbable. I know people are, you're probably listening. You're, if you are in every day, you're like, John, didn't you say that exact same thing about Drew Holiday? Yes, but I also didn't expect them to trade Robert Williams. So are they going to trade Al Horford? There's a way to do it. If you trade Al Horford and Shri McHiluk and, you know, whatever picks or whatever, however it works, yeah, you could do that. But they're not trading Al Horford. They are not trading Al Horford. That would be outrageous. Considering what he means to this team defensively, I, I, if you if you just swap out Al Horford for Kelly Olynyk, that doesn't do anything. So it's technically possible that way, but I don't see any reason to do that. You're you're making your defense worse. So Kelly Olynyk, possible, technically, more of a buyout guy to me. There's some other names that have been floated around. Uh, Delon Wright, okay. Delon Wright can go out there, can get you some shots, can hit some shots. Uh, he's in his 30s. He makes $8.2 million. So, again, he doesn't fit into the traded player exception. Now you have to give up uh, assets for him, player for player. So, and you have to give up Peyton Pritchard. Is giving up Peyton Pritchard plus somebody else for Delon Wright, is that worth it to you? I don't know. Is it? DeLon Wright's not like a knockdown guy. Like he's a good shooter, but like, so is Peyton Pritchard. He's taller than Pritchard. So maybe you think he can give you a little bit more as far as people aren't going to shoot over him. But I, I don't know. That doesn't feel like, okay, sure. Maybe again, buyout market. Sure. But I, I don't know if a trade there is going to work. Jay Sean Tate from Houston uh, is reportedly movable. According to the athletic, I don't see that happening um it's kind of weird uh, but he's he makes um he makes six and a half million so he doesn't fit into the traded player exception so you'd have to trade players for him so you want a, a six five guy with a long wingspan who can't shoot threes to defend you already got that you already got O'Shea Brissett on this team you want to go get a little bit younger I I don't even know he, how much younger he is to be honest with you so that doesn't make sense. I, I know maybe maybe you think uh, there's an upside there and you can get him and develop him and maybe he can turn into something a little bit more, but he's he's not like it's not like he's 19, he's like 28. Which brings me to the most likely, most doable one, which is Andre Drummond, who fits into the TPE. He makes three and a half million dollars a year. Very much in his in in Boston's price range, they do not have to trade players away. He can just come in. You give up whatever pick you need to 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 give up. Maybe you give up a 
a player in that, uh, whoever at the end of the bench to do that. You could, that's fine. Uh, in this scenario, if big capital letters, block letters, if Andre Drummond is cool with being the third center, then sure. If capital I, capital F, because he's starting in Chicago, he's averaging 14 points and 17 and a half rebounds. And he won't do that in Boston because it's not going to be, he's not going to get that level of touches. And also this is the same guy that when Boston was trying to make the in-season tournament and they had to get the point differential, that's the guy that Joe Mazzulla was hacking, doing hack a Drummond. You think that's going to be the guy he wants to put on the floor the way Joe Mazzulla thinks? I don't know. Why not just put Mike Kata on the floor? I mean, he's not the same level rebounder, obviously, but I don't know. I, I would be fine with Andre Drummond if Andre Drummond is fine fine with the role. That's my biggest question. Those are the rumors. Those are the guys. It's not going to be easy for the Celtics to make moves, right? This is the last year they can aggregate salary. You can't take back more salary after this season is over. If you're over the second apron, the Celtics are not allowed to aggregate contracts. They could not do two for one, three for one. It's got to be one for one next season. You can't take back more than you send out next season. You cannot send out cash next season. You cannot use trade exceptions next season. That's what the second apron does. So I don't know if that makes the Celtics more likely or less likely to make a deal now because you can't overreact to this season and screw yourself and then go into next season and be like, well, now we're stuck. They're going to be, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough next year for the Celtics to do anything. Wow. Just looking at those restrictions. Oh my God. It's going to be tough. Hey, Brad Stevens, maybe Brad Stevens can go on vacation because he's not going to be able to do a damn thing uh, when it comes to trades next year with those restrictions. So I don't expect the Celtics to do a whole lot. I still don't. I do not expect the Celtics to be very active. Maybe a, like a, maybe they can get under the second apron for this season. Maybe they'll try to do that. All right. I'll come back with why Jalen Brown should not participate in the dunk contest. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes you just need the chance to get something off your chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get on you. That's why it's important to let it out. That's why I am about to let you know why Jalen Brown shouldn't be in the dunk contest. I have reasons, not just, and it's not injury stuff. I have other reasons. And I think Jalen should listen. Um, somebody needs to be honest with Jalen. He needs to be honest with himself. Being honest with yourself, that's something you learn how to do in therapy. So BetterHelp can help you get stuff off your chest or deal with bigger problems. Help you be honest with yourself. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. If you don't click with your therapist, this is an important thing, you can switch therapists for free at any time. Visit betterhelp.com slash NBA. You get 10% off your first month. It's worth it. I've benefited from therapy myself. So give it a chance. Betterhelp.com slash NBA. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. 
Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Go check out Locked On NBA tomorrow. Obviously, trade rumors are going to be big, big, big. But whatever the big stories are in the NBA, I got you covered with on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans. It's a good show. It's a good time. I hope you enjoy it. Subscribe wherever you got this podcast. So Jalen Brown um, is reportedly, according to Sham Sharania, seriously considering going for uh, a run at the dunk contest. It's like, okay. Um, look, he's a tremendous in-game dunker. He is one of the best athletes in the world. Um, I think he is a, a tremendous athlete and, uh, sure. He, he's a great, a great dunker. And if he did participate in the dunk contest, it'd be the first time that an all-star has done so in seven years. So there is excitement at the possibility of Jalen Brown participating in the dunk contest. And I am not an enemy of fun. People, uh, I tweeted out that he should not do it. And a lot of people saying, why do you hate fun, John? Why are you so against fun things? And I'm not against fun things. I like, I am a fun guy. I enjoy enjoying myself. I have a great time with people. I'm actually fun at parties. I'm actually, you know, I feel like pleasant to be around. So I don't say this with any uh, old man yelling at cloud. I'm not saying this because I'm worried that he's going to land on a knee wrong and hurt himself. And I do think that he, I'd like him to save his legs. I do think that it would be um, beneficial. But I understand people like it's it's look. He's going to have a few days off. It's one day jumping. He'll it's fine. Okay, that's fine. I get it. I just don't think he's going to be that good. I don't think he's a, a dunk contest kind of guy. I don't think that he's dunk contest material. I feel like Jalen, the in-game dunker, who certainly can fly in-game, can dunk on people, can get posters, like he can posterize guys. He is phenomenal in-game. I don't see, I don't see that flair. I don't see that thing. I don't see, I've never seen him in an open court scenario do anything kind of silly, fun in an open dunk. Like I've never seen him do anything that would suggest, oh, wow, this guy should be in the dunk contest. In fact, one of my peeves is that when people see a guy who dunks a lot say, oh, you should be in the dunk contest. But like, no, 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 no. Dunk contest is something different. Dunk contest is a different animal. You got to have a certain kind of smoothness flair. And that's not exactly what Jalen Brown is. I would prefer Jalen go the LeBron route because people said, Oh, LeBron should participate in the dunk contest. And he kept teasing. Well, maybe this year, maybe this year. And he never did. And he never will obviously, because he's like 80 years old now. 
which is a very funny thing for me at 50 years old to say about a guy who's younger than me. But Jalen Brown should go that route because just like LeBron, yeah, LeBron can get up there. LeBron in his prime could get up, and he dunked on people too, and he did some kind of cool things, but not dunk contest cool. It's not. It's just not the same. Don't get caught up in the hype. Don't go out there and show people, like, I'm just afraid that he's going to go out there and, like, try to get too crazy, miss, 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 get eliminated, and it's like, oh, that's that's unfortunate. Like, first-round elimination. Like, that's what I fear. That's why I don't think Jalen Brown should do it. I think he should tease it. I think he should leak that he's trying to do it. And then I think he should be like, you know what? I'm going to end up focusing. I'm going to focus on the season. I'm going to focus on um, my team's run to the finals instead of doing this maybe next year. Maybe I'll do it next year. That should be what he says. Just when have you ever seen Jalen Brown, aside from dunking on somebody, which is incredibly cool, right? Incredibly amazing. But they don't have posterizations as one of the dunks. When has he done anything remotely in a in a dunk contest, like with dunk contest flair in an open court scenario? He doesn't do that. And maybe, maybe he just holds back in that. I, I just have never seen a single sign out of Jalen that makes me think that dude is a dunk contest dunker. It's such a different animal. It's such a different thing. So I just I don't, I don't just like, I don't think, um, I don't think Sam Hauser should do the three point contest and I don't think he's in it, but I definitely don't think he should even go for it because I think he's kind of a slow, the way he shoots. I don't think he's going to finish the racks. All of this is, I could be wrong. Jalen could have stuff in his bag that I never thought I'd see. Maybe he can go, maybe he wins the thing and I look stupid. Fine. If I look stupid, I look stupid. I'm used to it. It's not the first time I'll look stupid and it won't be the last, but I I don't see has nothing to do with his status has nothing to do with the injury risk. I just don't see Jalen with the bag necessary to win the dunk contest. If he proves me wrong. Great. Great. If he participates, I hope he wins. I just, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see him. I'd rather just see him do the all-star thing, chill out, get off your feet, enjoy your break, and come back and be be fine. I just did a whole thing yesterday about how this was so smart for the Celtics to give him this one day off because it seemed like he was getting tired and he was getting worn down by this, this season. And now all of a sudden he's going to spend an extra day jumping around dunking and doing all these things, no, get the rest. Get every little bit of rest helps. So, but yeah, I've said what I've got to say. That's my take on the Jalen Brown dunk contest. I hope I I hope the dunk contest is fun. If he does it, I hope he does well. I'm not hating on Jalen. I think he is in game. In game, I think he's an amazing dunker. He's one of the best dunkers in the league. I just don't think he's a dunk contest guy. Let me know in the comments what you think. Let me know. Should Jalen dunk or not? Uh, what did you think about Jalen uh, Jordan Walsh? What do you think about these trade rumors? It's all there 
in the comment section. So go onto that YouTube page, watch it there and comment, or just scream it. If you're driving in the car, just scream it. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll hear it. You see my ears. Maybe I'll hear it. So thanks for uh, subscribing. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Hope you become everydayers. And then you feel like sharing the podcast, spread the word, tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the lockdown Celtics podcast here on the lockdown podcast network, your team every day.